All right. I'm pushing record. <clears throat> um, I don't know if y'all are ready for this, but here goes. Friday wasn't the intro song, but uh, you know, I'll forgive you. Huh? Welcome to season two, my friends. Who's what in? Intro. Who's all in? Wow, I didn't know. I didn't know How's we could that? start so strong. Incredible. Oh man. Well, That's the only time we're ever going to hear that, right? I hope so. Yeah, it went on a lot longer than I anticipated. I'm blushing over here. The uh, other falsehood on this week's list got nothing on that. <laughs> Baby. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome back to the TGP, where we throw songs into playlists, we listen to them uh, for the full week, and then we vote uh, in secret, and we join uh, on this podcast to find out uh, how, how those votes went. If a song gets all yes votes, it goes into the Gilded playlist. If a song gets three out of four yes votes, it goes into a list we call the Fork. Anything less, we toss it into the dustbin. So, we're here to find out. Who actually is here, however? Let's do a quick roll call dialing in from istanbul my boy berg berg you there buddy yo how's it uh how's it how's over it? in the uh you know in the the gateway between asia and europe how you doing i'm doing all right man enjoying it quite a bit excellent excellent and uh you're on your you're on your way to egypt here pretty soon is that right yeah so i've got one more week here on the uh old podcast before somebody else is filling my seat yeah we'll get man. it back We'll get him back. Egypt will spit him out, and we'll we'll take him right back in. There. <laughs> That's very very <laughs> likely. Yeah, Berg. What uh, what what are the, the the people on the streets of Istanbul saying about the Gilded Playlist podcast? Are they? Uh, look, um, they love it over here. And actually, I heard another Gilded Playlist song cranking out of uh, some restaurant this oh. week. So it's the 
So, well, this this song isn't a guild yet, uh, but we'll see. Oh, it's in your consideration <laughs> list. Uh, well, I mean, we'll get into it. You know? All right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the other voice you heard there, Luke. What's up, buddy? What's up? How do you do, fellow kids? Doing well, man. How's the uh, podcast producer game going? How you been? It's good. I uh, I'm happy to you know dust off the cobwebs with our secret app and uh, get back into the real deal here today. Excited. Were you missing the TGP a little I bit? I was. I honestly found myself like listening to other podcasts uh, that I really like and being like, "Man, I'm losing my touch. I got to get back on the mic. These guys are <laughs> these guys are jumping ahead of me. I got to keep my my skills fresh." So yeah, it's good to be uh, doing getting some reps again. Man, well, the uh, the reason we were were tapping the brakes and we're off for for quite so long. Schedules were tough, um, and we uh, we lost a member. Shout out to uh, to Garbs. Gramsies. Um we're going to miss you, buddy. But uh, stepping into seat number three, you've heard him before on this pod. You know him as the architect of uh, a rambling metaphor about kidnapping. It's none other than Arcade Dave. <laughs> Welcome, my friend. Permanent seat season two. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Um, somebody in my house is vacuuming. Let me shut that down right now. <laughs> just a great start. Perfect. Picks up where he left off. Left off. Amazing. Timing. Just I a great it. start. Keep that in for sure. Yeah. Good times. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> so good. Absolute gold. Okay. Gosh damn. Son of a bitch. Okay. Um, I'm. Uh, I'm great. I'm. I'm happy to be here. Have had zero difficulties this morning. Um, <laughs> right up until the court time. <laughs> tremendous. Um, tremendous. Feel like Kathleen Turner and romancing the stone after the bus wrecks. <laughs> wow, I That's actually people. get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> Birds flying everywhere, man! Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, there's another voice. Our, our our classic commish, GD Dave. What's up? How you doing, man? Doing good. Uh, enjoying a little week off before uh, the Secrets Hall of Fame finale, and glad to be back for some TGP. Mm. I was really hoping you were going to say, what's up, boys? Because I really enjoyed that <laughs> clip from season one. Yeah. Good to have you back. Hopefully yeah, GD Dave makes the whole thing possible. We we send him all of our songs and all of our submissions and all of our votes. He compiles everything and uh, and makes this all work. So good to have you back, man. Well, let's, uh, let's head over, guys. Right over across the street there is Chit Chat Corner. Let's just... Uh, throw on our Mr. Rogers cardigans and, and mm-hmm. head over there. Um, we got a lot to talk about. This season, really the, the kind of driving mantra for this season is that passion is king. Luke, mm-hmm. what do we mean by that? Well, with Arcade coming on, and I think it, it worked out well, we kind of did a reset, you know, <laughs> on, on what are the rules. Not to say we changed everything, but it made sense to take a look, you know, and see what we're actually talking about. We're talking about guilds. And we realized that we want songs that are submitted that you care about, that you're gonna you're gonna uh, submit to the cattle prod or whatever it takes, you know. And uh, we're realizing that that's what is going to determine hopefully the guilds or forks, but certainly the good content, you know. And so uh, I want to thank Arcade for kind of saying, "Look, can we actually talk about what goes on in this pod?" Because you know we never know. We're changing the rules every week or every half pod. So you feel like you uh, you brought the passion this week, Arcade? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh no, that doesn't um, sound confident. No, I ha- so I've got the passion always, guys. How dare you question that? Okay, I just need to separate it from the unbridled rage that just hasn't calmed down yet. 
<laughs> oh, from the vacuuming. Yeah, yeah, the for sure. Vacuuming the Grab yourself water, a Pepsi. All kinds of things. All kinds of things. <laughs> the past thirty minutes have hit the the real the buttons. Listen, we'll come back to you. You hit the reset button. Uh, let me ask you this, Jazz Bergo. Yo. You and I had some some uh, off season talks about passion plays. Yeah, and uh, making sure that we weren't just submitting the same old, same old. So, uh, share some of your thoughts. Yeah, about the passion token. Um, sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I like that. You know, I I like the idea of submitting a song that's on the risky side of the spectrum, just hoping to get, you know, a song greased into somebody's groove in particular, whether or not it be, you know, one or two other potsers, um, or even just dying on the hill. Maybe it's something you're just super passionate about and it's kind of embarrassing and you realize nobody else likes it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like those submits versus the the safer place. So I think right, that, like uh, trying to scientifically engineer the perfect song based on what you right. know about the other listeners, yeah. like, nah, go find the ones yeah. that you care about. And go die on that hill, baby. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, I, so I, I like just the... had an idea. Um, yeah. something that might help uh help arcade Dave recalibrate, recenter, find his uh, his inner peace. Dave is uh one of the great random jokesters on uh on our group me, and mm -hmm. uh, he submitted a, a fake playlist to us um of some uh some great song names which included a song title called ding dong connie chung mm -hmm. and uh <laughs> it ended up with him actually writing the song and sending no, us just the chorus just the chorus. just the chorus should we play uh, the hits? my art very seriously let's i understand that you have that clip loaded up let's hear uh now the kind of content Really, him sharing this joke led me to do that stupid intro. Um, so let's hear Ding Dong Chong, Connie Chung. Here we go. Ding Dong Connie Chung. She's gonna send a tweet before the day is done. She married Mohi Popich and had a son. Ding Dong Connie Chung. Sing it if you know it. Come on and sing along. You know the words and you know the song. Ding Dong Connie Chung. She's gonna send a tweet. Before the day is done. Yeah. Market. Market. What's going on with this week? Woo. A lot of song talk. A lot of ding dong Connie Chung. That's what happens when, oh, uh, when you're a freelance illustrator and there's nobody home and you have uh, <laughs> deadlines screaming down the pipeline. And you're like, you know what? Ding dong Connie Chung. Here we go. Yeah. When people are home and you try and record the vocals to immigrant song and then you come out of your office and everybody's <laughs> looking at you weird, it's a different experience. <laughs> Slightly yeah. different. Oh yeah. man. I was yeah, when Love sent me that, I couldn't help but think of, you know, all of the uh blistering vocal tracks that I've laid down in season one of of TGP. And yeah, you can't help but feel a little silly sitting there alone in your office, like with your headphones on, trying to get it just right, you know. So yeah. Just Props to, to you, just, Loves. Again, if we right. have it done. Yeah. One of the lyrics actually leans itself to the next talking point on Chit Chat mm. Corner here. One of the lyrics uh, from Immigrant Song was, uh, so now we learn the votes and talk about conclusions. No raid redemption in season two, despite of all my losing. <laughs> so let's talk about that. We, uh, we're going to experiment with just tossing raid redemption. Like you just got to vote and mm -hmm. stick by it in season two. Stick uh, your guns. What do you think about that, Luke? Um, I think it's it's going to be good. I also think that we're trying to open up the door to the listeners here. We are encouraging as many listener subs as possible. And you will get a, a fork or a guild token if your submission becomes forked or guild. And therefore, if you're not happy with how a song turned out, you got to submit a banger. You got to earn your token. And then you can upgrade 
that previous song. We're letting the listeners make their adjustments to any song, past, present, or future of season two. So let's uh, let's bring it, listeners. Head to that the website. Stakes are so real. Yeah, and then yeah, for the rest of us, core four, we're gonna have to to make our beds and lie in it. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta draw a line in the sand. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. No more of this uh, fence sitting that I advocated for so strongly <laughs> in season one. Yeah. Well, it had its place. It made for some good jokes, and you know there were some songs that got upgraded. I think I think it's good. We're, we'll try it here. Maybe it comes back in season three. We don't know. All right, last talking point on Chit Chat Corner before we get in. Um, it's a note that says, "Should we talk about the explicit tag? Mm-hmm. Why, why is that on here, Luke?" That's me again. Uh, just you know, there's some songs that are in my consideration list, and they've got some words in them, you know. And I try to go find the non-explicit version, and it's like. Uh, this doesn't really have, like, it doesn't come across the same way. So I'm just wondering if people want to lay it down and say, look, I'm okay with a few, you know, curse words here and there in a song, or is every curse word song going to go the way Anderson Pack and, and, and get shunned into the fork, you know, unjustifiably? Interesting. I will say that uh, there were some explicit lyrics in this week's yeah. playlist, and uh, I, I, was not, I was not turned away. Neither was by I. some of the explicit content. Okay. So, all right. I think it's uh, I don't know. It's a case by case. If it's if it's maybe too hard or too in your face, it's okay. like okay, <laughs> we're building a whole song around the f bomb, right? I'm I'm probably uh probably not not all the way in, but uh, what what do you think, Arcade? Uh, yeah, I think uh, we you kind of have to separate. Is my family ever going to listen to this from mm-hmm. the art? Um. <laughs> uh, I mean, if it's a good song, uh, like that the, the we had this week, I'm not going to get into it. Um, but when I do, um, I, I, I don't think if it swears, who cares? It rhymes. Let's make it a rule. Okay. If it swears, Berg? who cares? <laughs> what do you think? Buddy? I never, I never even realized or thought about it as being an issue. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, I, I wasn't, mean, I, I wasn't worried know, about Berg um, so much on this one. I don't think. <laughs> You weren't I you weren't driving around with Deanne and listening to season one then, right? That's true, yeah. right? No. no, I mean I'm the one that put Wu Tang on my answering machine <laughs> <That's> when I was in college. So, well, good stuff. Let's get to the song, shall we? What do you guys think? Let's do it. Let's do it. Kamish, we're gonna throw it over to you. Uh, a week ago, we submitted these songs. We've been listening to them. We voted on them, and let's find out where we're at. Here we go. What do we got? All right, so here it is, the the very first song of season two. It's Find a Way by A Tribe Called Quest. Messing me up my whole head, teasing me just like Tita did Martin. Now look at what you're starting. Schoolboy crushing it ain't on the hustle. So the listeners were a bit split on this one, and for the group here, it was a split decision as well. Ooh. Man, and we don't even have team names yet. What a bummer. Whew, we're going to find our way with team names, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Nice. Man, uh, so who wants to go first? Well, I feel like one of the negatives should come out. Who are the negative Nancys? I was a negative yeah. Nancy. Oh. I'll go. Or uh, looks oh, like Bert. it's home piece no. forever. <laughs> <Holmes> <laughs> <piece> forever. <laughs> Classics. Excellent. All right, Holmesby, you take it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, like I can't tear this song up too much. I, you know, it's a decent song. Um, Tribe, I like quite a bit. I think you could pick, you know, half the songs off low end theory and and throw them up, and you know, 
get a good chance at a guild. Uh, uh, This particular song, the thing that really has always thrown me ever since I first heard it, um, whatever, back in the 90s or whenever it came out, I don't know, 2000s or something, probably 90s, um, is the chorus. I don't like choruses with that high pitch accompaniment that this has. Hmm. Uh, It's very earwormy and annoying. Um, Other than that, you know, it's like, you know, you can't like, go wrong with with q-tip rapping on a song the way that he raps on this song so it's it's a good song but not a not a banger in my book never a, a tribe song that i'm looking to put on so yeah Pass. i've got nothing to add that's exactly right this is a fine song it's just doesn't have like a strong enough either moment or, or really anything that i really catch on to that uh, that really drives it so tell us why it's great one of you guys defend yeah. this thing yeah arcade looks like you and me on the yes vote what'd you think well, see, this this squeaked by with a yes, and I think it had a lot to do with uh, um, it had a lot to do with the uh, the walk I was taking before the shuffle button crisis. <laughs> um, but you know, it's got a, it's got that '90s hip hop vibe, which I'm a sucker for. Reminds me of Albuquerque and high school. Feels at home, you know, kind of like Far Side. Anytime I hear Tribe or Far Side, it takes me back to a time that's just never repeated itself, so it's special. But um, it is a little standard. the The beat is is nothing to write home about. But you know, it's a really great mix. I actually liked the uh, the backing vocals over the kind of monotone chorus. Um, I thought that was kind of clever, I guess. But um, if I had a time machine, um, and I'm working on one, I would go vote this <laughs> a nah. But mm. at the time is. <laughs> yes, yeah. so I'm not super passionate. Negative grade kind of redemption. Man. <laughs> yeah, this, this one is, yeah. kind of like pickpocketed me a little bit, and then yeah, yeah, made me think I did it to myself. If that makes sense. Man, wow. Well, it, it looks happens. like I'm I'm gonna die on a hill with not even <laughs> not even my own submit. Somehow, I'm I'm left alone up here. Just, so was this a I user? I guess was the listener submit. It sounds like this might have been a listener submit. Yeah. Before, huh? we, well, uh, yeah, Dave, you want to pause and then unveil dramatically. Uh, yeah, so this one uh, came in from listener Justin, the, the co-host of Ooh. the Sick Rift Hall of Fame. He'll never uh-huh. do this, so say whatever okay. you want, boys. <laughs> it's Sick uh, Rift, what unleash. more can I say? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, then, I'll, as the lone yes voter, uh, assuming time machines you know, come into existence, um, I just said I'm not going to overthink this. Like I enjoyed it every time it came on. It's all Fife and Q-Tip, you know, which is great. I realize they're the original members of the band, but, you know, um, I I think both of those guys' flows almost all the time um, are fantastic. And I'm going to say that uh, since I don't have a ton to say, I'm going to switch to story time, which is that, and somehow we never covered this during season one, episode one, first two CDs I ever bought, Core by Stone Temple Pilots and Shaq Diesel by Shaquille O'Neal himself. And somehow... <laughs> Shaquille was friends with with Five Dog, and he has like two or three tracks on that album. And I just wanted to bring out a couple of those songs because there's no way I'm ever going to submit them. So here's a song called Where You At, where Shaq cues up Five Dog for, for a little flow. Anyway, I was just like, hey, this is it. This is my only chance to pull my my Shaq uh, drops. Uh, it's not a good album, but I have like, you know, just one of those memories just burned into your brain of like what that CD cover looked like, what the, the CD sticker looked like as it was spinning around in your 
Iowa, you know, three disc spinning uh, CD player. Um, so uh, I never took the deep dive, uh, sadly, to to dive in on Tribe on my own, but I was always aware of them thanks to, uh, you know, one Shaquille O'Neal. So yeah, easy yes, but uh, hey, we're tightening our belts for season hey, two. So no Raid Redemption, but there's still song talk. And I know Arcade Dave loves that Shaquille O'Neal album. So oh. should we find Luke or what's the... <laughs> Can we get a? You know, no? there's there's a, enough embarrassing um, album purchases in my past to like, you know, you, you don't have to lie about this, okay? Uh, we'll get into it. We should have an episode <laughs> on our our first album purchases and songs we used to love and albums that we bought in our youth. I'm sure, it yeah. would be shameful and entertaining. I'm down. I didn't even know Shaquille had an album. Um, yeah, he has two or three, but like this one, uh. It, it had Def Jeff, like he somehow was like buddies with like some pretty serious producers at the time. And as a result, the beats are not bad. The rapping is, you know, not great. Uh, but when, you know, you got Fife on a track, that's good times. So yeah, there's a couple songs on here. They'll come on shuffle on my, my iTunes and I'll be like, yep, I'm going to keep rolling this just surely for nostalgia's sake. Cooley High Harmony. Okay. That was mm. my first purchase. <laughs> nice. Wow. If you do want to take a deeper dive into uh, Tribe, uh, give Low and Theory a spend. It's it's a classic. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah, an important. This one, this yeah, one came like, off the Love Hallmark, Movement, right? right, in 98. So Low and Theory was after that or before that? Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I don't All right. Either. Yeah. Look it up, listeners. We're not we're not Wikipedia. We don't care. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so did <laughs> Justin have rusty. a listen to this thing or what? Yeah. So not, not too much passion from the group here, but got a little bit coming from Justin. So here's what he had to say. Hot take. Tribe Called Quest is the best hip-hop group of the 90s. I love Tribe. Much deliberation went into selecting which track I should submit. Landed on Find A Way for a few reasons. Took a lot of willpower to not submit electric relaxation. Love that song, but it's a total cop-out. The beat is too good. Produced by Jay Dilla, the undisputed goat of underground hip-hop beats. It's a real headbanger. A real classic performance by Q-Tip. His buttery smooth flow is on full display through the whole track. And also not something he mentioned, but uh, with the electric relaxation mention, I uh, just wanted to point out that did come up in Cigarettes Hall of Fame at four. Mm-hmm. He also almost submitted, you know, another uh, Grateful Dead song here. You know, just just keep them coming, Justin. We're ready. So, you Justin, know. you you narrowly avoided getting a, a one vote. You, you got you grabbed two, but with the time machine, you only get the one. I'm going to award the time machine rule, and because it was a Justin commit, you only get the one. So, excellent. All right. Let's move on. What do we got? Song two. All right. Next up, we got Rats from Devendra Banhart. So this one was pretty popular with the listeners, got the majority of votes from them. As for the group here, uh, another split decision with the Homesbees coming down on one side. Uh, it's the flip <laughs> of the last one. Up? Good gravy. Well, yeah. We're arcade. a little rusty on some things, but other things we're not. Other things we are dialed. Our musical tastes are still right, uh, right in line. Arcade, I think we've just become best friends. Uh, well, except for the time machine. Without the time machine, we're best friends. Uh, I, anyway. I just, I just uh, you know, wasn't paying attention for like 15 seconds. What what was just said? What Where did, where did we land with this one? <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Uh, this we need be... to reconsider Dave as a freaking <laughs> guest on the show. Dude, I, I'm amazed that I that I'm able to tune out that that uh, you know efficiently. Yeah. Well, <laughs> things happen in 15 second increments pretty quickly around here. Arcade. It's so. a split decision. Keep up. Oh, yeah. it's a split. Okay. It's a split. Wow. Uh, I am not. It's, I'm not going to look out the window way. again. That took me to a different place. <laughs> um. Okay. I'll start then, since I'm a negative Nancy. Um. This song, you know, it has something to look forward to, which I can say is a plus compared to some other songs later on the list. Um, But it also kind of asks something of you. It kind of asks you to do some homework, you know, before you get to the fun part. Uh, Specifically, you know, when you're I'm in the dark section, you know, before you get get to be the fool again, uh, which I guess I can see its appeal. But for me, it, it kind of bugged over time and here's a little sample of uh, what's that all about and then once we get in here I'm cool you know but like we come back to the get to be a fool again you know in the dark the gritty part, again, just feels like homework. I marinated on it a lot, uh, but in the end, I just couldn't see myself putting this on, you know, as like some sort of playlist that I'm like, oh, I can't wait for for rats to come on. Shout out to the very end when he just says, oh, yeah, here's the name of the song. I, I really did appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it, it could not squeak out the S for me. Arcade, oh. what do you think? Um, okay, so this this song has instant competition with uh, another song called "Rats" by Pearl Jam. And, right. Uh, I mean, that is the superior "Rats," right? That's, that's true. Um, you know, and that's all I got to say. No. Uh, so th- this this one was hard for me because I like this song. Um, I I don't love it, but I I like it a lot. The authentic uh, kind of '60s vibe they nail it takes me back to my doors phase. So I could kind of relate with this song. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, they, they did a good job on that part. Um, but the, the singing, you know, the rhythm, uh, the way he tried to stretch his vocals over the drum rhythm in the beginning, you can tell it was kind of labored and it doesn't really work, but then it shines to your point, Luke, when it starts to, the tempo is cut in half, mm-hmm. double time it then it becomes a real song and it's incredible. And I really liked it. If the whole thing could have been that, and it was shorter, uh, this would have been a, a yes for me. The guitars are great, nice and fuzzy. That humbucker overdriven sound. Uh, the bass is great in this song. Um, the melody during the chorus, fantastic. Uh, but it's kind of, the song reminded me of a pizza with way too much crust. And the part you could eat was very small. There we go. <laughs> I did the homework. My homework analogy was immediately blown out of the water and I couldn't be happier. So yes, totally yeah, this, with you, Arcade. This was a tough nah for me. Right. A tough nah. Well, tough both nah. you guys kind of fenced it and ultimately arrived on the nah. Mm-hmm. Berg, this was a love submit. So tell me, uh, why did you like it? Yeah, so my first bullet point here is oddly reminds me of Jim Morrison in an, an Adore song. I felt so like they were going you also that way up on for that. sure. Yeah, I couldn't okay. get away from the Adore comparisons. Saw, yeah. I, I dug that. Um, I dug what you considered homework and the, the crust part. To me, that that was the song. I mean, I, I dug, like the switches are cool and it, it, it makes it a very dynamic song. And um, 
but yeah to me that that is the song um is 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 that sort of grungy low part um and also i uh, really enjoyed this guy's voice and, and the different things that he that he did uh with stretching out some of the lyrics and, and stuff like that it didn't put me off so yeah it sounds like the points that you guys uh picked out even though especially dave it sounds like you really enjoyed it other than those things but uh those were the things that i actually really enjoyed with this song so yeah thanks thanks loves good pick man so a couple of a couple of notes here i I liked this song for you, Luke, because you had given me a note in season one, or at least I'd picked up on something that like having songs with two distinct parts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or two distinct songs in them um, was something that, that uh, seemed to come up a lot. And so I was like, well, maybe yeah. I, I wasn't trying to be too scientific here, but this thing landed you. in my DW at some point in season one. And I attributed it when I heard it to that. I was like, oh, it's kind of got the two song thing going on. Any feedback on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's. Uh, I, I thought of that. I thought of like, hey, this has stuff that I talk about. You know, something to look forward to, like a multiple parts to the song. It's not all just one thing driving the same melody for three and a half minutes. So I hear you. Like, but for some reason, the gritty part, the the get to be a fool again. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't say, okay, I've, I've come around to like this part, even though I think I probably marinate on this song more than any other on the list. So I appreciate, you know. You're not trying to be too scientific, yeah. but it uh, it just didn't work out. So my next Go comments on. to Berg, like something that you picked up uh -huh. on, Berg, the voice. Yeah. This dude does like three distinct things in this song that uh, maybe four, right? Um, well, just three. Uh -huh. Like he's just got like the the long stretched out notes. He gets that I don't know what you call that vibrato or like a warble in his a voice as he stretches type. it out. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and I think it's cool. I, I yeah yeah. I look forward to it, and it makes that whole section. That that like kind of deep purplish uh, baseline intro section. I think it it, ma it makes it worth hanging around for. Yeah. Um, but man, nobody mentioned it when he clears his throat after. Well, when he does the scream at the end, right? Mm -hmm. The 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 song almost loses me after um, a tempo change, and then it kind of goes into this guitar like. Blink, 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 and then he starts to scream. Mm. And I don't know if they, you know, faded his vocal end with, you know, working on Pro Tools or whatever, or if he was standing back and started approaching the mic or whatever. But like the scream comes in, and it's like, for me, it, it's uh, it's up there. I, I like a good scream in my song, right? <laughs> go, yeah. go to the start of this episode with the immigrant song, right? I, mm -hmm. He hits this high note and it comes through, but it doesn't like blow your ears out either. And hmm. then at the at the end with a little laugh with like the clearing the throat, he goes, rats. rats. I, it's funny, right? It's like just the whole thing is it's got the it's got the right vibe. And and the final thing I'll say is this. These kind of, hey, we're tapping into a retro sound thing, that can it's it's a very fine line for me. Yeah. And I this guy happened to walk the line just perfectly. Um mm -hmm. It, it was the kind of song where the first time it popped up, I honestly thought like, oh, this is probably some like, like I said, Deep Purple. Um, it's probably some Deep Purple song I've never heard before. Hmm. Um, and then I was like, huh, 2010s, huh? Interesting. And I was never annoyed by the fact that he was biting on some old style. So right. disappointed. I thought uh, th this is probably, uh, as I marinated and came up with uh, songs for season two, this is probably my best one so it's all downhill from here boys <laughs> i'd be curious to see if this guy could pull pull off his act uh, live you know i wonder what he's like live 
Yeah. I bet that, I bet that uh, little like double time funky section is a lot of fun live, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. yeah. I close I my cool eyes to... and I see you dancing. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to see him in, a, in like a smoky lounge. Quick question uh, now that we have two splits. Do you guys think we're going to get a guild on this uh, week's episode? I feel Probably like we're going to get one. both of my, my submissions. Okay. Right. So yeah, two, both of Dave's sure. and then uh, <laughs> Loves, what do you think? Uh, I can see I can see a path to two guilds. Two guilds, huh? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that would be a nice, you know, fairly tight belt, but not overly tight belt for, for yeah. episode one. I'll say two guilds as well. Or that's what I, I think I mailed the GD. Hmm. All right. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. I skipped right over that uh, talking point at Chit-Chat Corner. But uh, all right, so that was Rats by Devendra Banhart. Banhart. Mm. On to the next. What do we got next, my man? Next song is Richard Swift with The Bully. Hey, buddy. I saw you from inside. So the listeners were pretty into this one, got the majority of votes over there. And as for Lub's comment about it all going downhill from here, well, we got our first guild of season two, boys. Yeah. No kidding. What? <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice curly it. hair. Yeah. <laughs> is this a take a bow, Lubs? Did you get two this, in a row? This is a love random? song. Yeah, Man. another D-dubs. And I thought for sure it was a die on the hill. That's amazing. Yeah, I was, like this, huh? I mean, yeah. It's fun. It's great, man. Oh, this song is great. This might be my passion pick for the for the. Oh week. wow! Yeah. I'm yeah. grinning from ear to ear. Nice. Yeah. Well, Arcade, you want to start us off? What'd you think? Yeah this this song is uh, it kind of hits that tiny musical uh, that little area on the musical landscape where like humor and songwriting converge. It's yes like, tough to hit. It really um, is. Yeah, I don't usually like those kinds of songs. Like, what does the fox say, or anything like the Bloodhound <laughs> Gang or Blink One Eighty Two wrote. But the freaking this song nails it because again, it's like classic fifties done right. Like the this guy is way more into the big bopper than he is humor. But um, because if you lead with the humor, it doesn't work, right? This guy led with like good songwriting first, um, and then kind of crafted <laughs> this this bully lecture to uh-huh. some kid who's leaning on his car around it. <laughs> Um, the, the melody has a strong hook. Yeah. Uh, we'll get, we'll get that in a second though, because you know, I have a bone to pick with Colts. Uh-huh. I think somebody stole the song from, uh, from this guy, but, um, just my note, continuing on my notes with the, the, the song, um, when he, I liked this song the first time I listened to it. The second time I listened to it, um, I noticed the, uh, the, I'm, I'm going to give you a couple minutes to think about it. I'm going to sing this verse. Uh huh. And then you can apologize to me right after I'm done. Yeah. You got that? It's really good. And then good. he starts singing. And I'm like, dude, like in my head, I saw like West Side Story, him like walking toward the guy singing at him. And it, the theatrics in this song are just like kind of way up there. I, this yeah. song's subtle. Like the more you listen to it, the more you're like, this song kicks out. I love this song. It's a strong yeah. yes. Wow. Yeah, if I could, Arcade, I love that you brought that up because it also brings up something that I often would love to see just one time on a musical, you know, like you watch a musical and they're talking, 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 and then one person starts singing and then they all start singing. And I would love <laughs> it if just one time, like somebody was like, oh, this is the part we're going to sing now. Okay, cool. Here we go. You know, but like 
it's just they make that transition from talking to singing and i and i pulled it the pre-chorus where he goes uh, okay wait hang, hang on a second i gotta go sing this chorus but here it is you're gonna say you're sorry yet for leaning on my car huh you're gonna say you're sorry hold on hold on here's another verse one second just great i just love so the, the the real moment noticing or whatever it is I, I was all for it like at first yeah i wasn't quite sure about the talking and everything but once he did that it was like no i'm in on the joke too uh yeah it was it was a pretty easy s for me um if i keep going uh i couldn't i had to pull this clip it's from a movie it's a movie called the way of the gun written yes, and directed it's in by, my notes. by christopher mcquarrie <laughs> Uh, who is now a renowned director and best friend of Tom Cruise. He does all the Mission Impossible movies. But there is the, the the cold open on this movie features someone leaning on a car and then some of the most splendiferous swearing you've ever heard from um, from Sarah. Why can't I think of her last name? Jimmy Silverman. Kimmel's, Sarah Silverman. So this is I, I bleeped it. So apologies if the bleeps come in super loud. Uh, it was my first time attempting to censor something. But uh, imagine people lined up uh, waiting to get into a club uh, and they can see the parking lot from where they're lined up and you'll start hearing a car alarm go off and then you'll start hearing somebody being upset with someone leaning on someone else's car. Hey! Hey! Yeah, you! Get up! What are you... Get off the... Yeah, I pulled in the bleeps too hot, but anyway, yeah, it's tinnitus beeps. Absolutely not safe for work, um, but go check it out. We'll link the clip in in the show notes, and uh, it's brilliant. And yeah, I, I was happily thinking about that and this song uh throughout so yeah great job loves we'll let you take a bow uh berg what'd you think yeah i mean you guys hit a lot of the points i think this is a real unique song that's done just right i think it fits nicely into the guild it's the type of song that uh, is going to make this season's gilded list as strong or as stronger than last season so nice work loves um yeah i totally i, I dug the falsetto chorus and in the lyrics so much fun um yeah easy yes Fun, oh, yeah, I forgot, I I forgot to say, smiling say, ear to ear, shout Just out a, and an apology to Garbs because if I'm voting yes on this, I should have voted yes for Amy Winehouse. So, uh, season one, episode three, my bad. Wow, good call! <laughs> yeah, good call. Um, just a couple of notes. Uh, yeah, Way of the Gun was in my notes as well. That's hilarious. Um, I loved how he started stretching out the word car when you know he kept on asking for the apology. And then finally, the one thing that like Dave talked about, like, all right, this is actually like a good song. The piano-driven kind of 50s throwback um, is is cool. But the other thing is a, a nice, he's messing with the the theme or, or the uh, the kind of ideas of masculinity. And then he, he, so he goes and acts like he's got this deep, tough guy voice. He's going to fight this dude. Yes. And then as soon as he starts singing, he goes into this super high falsetto. He's like, come on, girl, you're the one for me. I just think like, Man, the sweet and salty is so funny. Like it's another layer to the joke that like it occurred to me. Um, I figured this was going to get zero votes because the heavy distortion on the voice. I love the distortion but, on uh, the voice, dude. It's in my notes. Yeah, it's yeah. it's 
it's been a problem in the past. But uh, anyways, I love it. Thanks, guys. Got my first guild of the season. So, mm. hey, like, do, do we do we want to investigate uh, the the ripoff or no? Oh yeah, yes. yeah. Tell oh, us yeah. about the ripoff. I got the I got the clips pulled. Okay, okay. You it. guys be the judge of this. I think that the Colts or Colts, not the Colts, stole this. Um, this song was written. The bully was written in 08, and I think Colts wrote Bumper in 2011. Mm-hmm. So here's the intro for Bumper by Colts. But where it really comes home is around the chorus. Isn't that crazy? Man, yeah, great, good, good ear arcade. That is, that is the same melody for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm not familiar with that song. Was that a big hit or something? No, I wasn't familiar with it either. Where's, yeah, where'd you find Colts, them, arcade? Colts wrote a song. Um, you know, just so you guys know, I could do this podcast for 50 years. I have a playlist of unheard <laughs> songs. Guess how many songs are on it? 1383. What? So. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the gilded uh, record holder one of these days. Okay, mm. call the shot. All right, <clears throat> I'm gonna take I'm gonna take over this podcast. Okay. Um, wait, what was my point? Oh, consult so. with your vacuum cleaning family first. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's not funny. Okay, mm, you know both funny. my sons lost all their arms. <laughs> um, they can't vacuum. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the culture of a song called Go Outside, and it was really popular. And so I checked out the album, and the bumper's been on my uh, 1300 playlist for like nine years. Song talk. There you go. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, Dave, it's fine. Dave, uh, I'm obviously, sorry. obviously, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm it seems apologizing. Unlikely you would submit this after after it being so similar to the bully. So all good. But all right. Yeah. I just want to move on. What do we got next? <laughs> Next song is The Blaze with Viral. So the listeners were a bit split on this one, and the group here is coming in split decision as well. Dale Blues on one side. Mm, Dale Blues. It's good to be back, brother. All right. Uh, just for the record, Dave and I will be known as a team uh, affectionately as Creamy Booyah. Yeah, that's that's right. Creamy, Creamy Booyah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Putting it in the notes now. <laughs> well, I think, believe it or not, Creamy Booyah are uh, negative on this song. So maybe I'll want to start. Uh, Dave, why don't you kick us off? Okay. So uh, my first playthrough of this song, I was like, huh. I didn't know that uh, Andre the Giant had an album. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great poll. Yeah, man. Um, Luke, let's play the clip I sent you so we can hear this guy's voice. Yeah, here you go. Anybody want a I peanut? I can't do it. I could not. <laughs> this guy's voice, man. I just hear anybody want a peanut. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Here, tag me. Tag me in. Tag. Me. Let's keep the wrestling thing going. Tag me. Okay, tag okay. me. I got it. Uh, I was rolling around town with Desi in the car, and uh, we played this one. And I, I straight face. What do you think, Des? Kind of nod my head along to the beat, 
And he goes, this sounds like you doing an impersonation of Chewbacca. <laughs> I'm like, yep, <laughs> there it is. All right, you tag back in. You're back in, Dave. What else you got? Couldn't relate with this song. Um, I think this is what like millennial frat boys listen to. Hmm. Um, like, I think that they hear this song like, this is the best song I've ever heard. I'm like, have you heard Where the Streets Have No Name? They're like, Where the Streets What? Um, <laughs> tag uh, me. Tag me. <laughs> <laughs> Go, go love. I, I don't understand. I didn't understand any of the lyrics in this song, right? So the, you know, your streets have no name. Like I, I don't have anything to grab onto, and ultimately the music itself, like it was a pretty easy pass for me. It just got no no passion going. It's just kind of a, I don't know. Like it's like okay, we've got like a pretty basic thing going on with some synths in the background. It doesn't really have a great Patrice point, hmm. um, and not every song has to have a great Patrice point, um, but there's just just nothing for me to really hang my hat on tag you're back in Dave. yeah yeah to speak to that and that, these are my final notes um just to get more into that like besides um the the singing that i mean i couldn't take the singing seriously in a thousand lifetimes but the beat is like you know garage band preset on a macbook air <laughs> like the quantized uh, like a, electronic piano chord progression is super uninspired uh, the mix is nothing special i, I I will give the song this. It wants to be a builder very badly. Mm-hmm. The song's mm-hmm. like, please let me be a builder. The freaking Andre the Giant's like, can I go for a ride? And like, it just <laughs> does not let the song go anywhere. Um, you know, handed the builder baton, but suffers from like the same, even the build is just like the same anthill sized inspiration as the opening piano. So um, let me see. Uh, well, it, any other notes? T- tag me, tag me, tag me, tag me. <laughs> well, I'm just going to give this an Andre the Giant size. Nah, but here you go. Tag. Me. Right. All right, uh, Berg, I'm going to tag you over to you. This reminded me, I think, of a submit that you might have had in season one. Was it Changes by Antonio Williams? Yeah, I thought yeah, of that yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I liked that song. I, I think I voted yes on that. Um, yeah, that was a fork. Scott voted no. Um <laughs> uh. But this one, this one was like it took that that song and like it just the the voice, yeah, it was just not enough there. So it, you sound like you see the similarity to that Antonio Williams changes song. Tell us why. Was this your submit? I guess is the first question. I mean, I, I guess I could see uh, why you why you would, why you would think that uh, because it is a bit of uh, I guess it's not a vanilla submit. It, it is a Berg submit. Um, and, Are you sure it's uh, not a love submit or an arcade submit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I figured, you know, 100% Berg on this one, right? It's probably got a low spin count. I have no idea. Um, funny thing about this song is uh, I actually heard this song out on uh, in Istanbul this week. Um, uh, the previously mentioned, so that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were pumping the, uh, the submits, I guess. Nice. Um, but yeah, I've, 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 uh, enjoyed this song for, for quite a while. I, I like, uh, I like the voice, uh, uh, but I particularly, so this song is for me, a slow, like chill vibe burn or, um, builder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do happen to like the lyrics and, and I actually know what they're, uh, what they're talking about. Um, how do you know, but, uh, <laughs> what's that? How did you find out? <laughs> <laughs> what, he's got what an Andre the Giant. Sunset is. He's got an uh, Andre the Giant translator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, no, but it's so, and it's and it's too long of a clip to pull. But and I, I, like the slow introduction of the synths uh, from two ten to to three ten, I think is great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so if you enjoy like this type of uh, slow vibe dancehall music, um, this is definitely not vanilla MacBook Air uh, type <laughs> music or music that I need to ask a uh, a junior high school about uh, kid about and see if his uh, tastes are sophisticated <laughs> enough to enjoy it. Tag and Luke, what do you think about this song? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Burke. You, you know, uh, I, I just thought it was a great chill tune. It was one of my, yeah. my earliest yeses of the week, and just I obviously notice the voice it's kind of hard not to notice but it never bothered me i thought it fit in fine with kind of the overall vibe of the song and i never really cared i mean you know he's burning the sunset down or whatever like that's cool that sounds fine that seems yeah. as, as lyrically uh you know fine as any other lyrics of most songs you know so uh i didn't pull any special clips like you said it really does take kind of the whole song to come together. And I do hear what you're saying, Arcade, about you wondered if the drop was ever going to hit. But by the time the week was over, I was like, I'm fine with this song never having the big drop or the big moment. You know, it would come on and I would be happy that it was on and uh, kind of zone out for a little while. And and that was good enough for a yes for me. So I'm still waiting for the uh, Nigo Montoya remix. (laughs) (laughs) The Ibiza remix from the Nigo. That's That's hilarious. Uh, That'd be great. That's good stuff. All right. Well, there uh, there we go. Let's move on to the next one. What do we got, Dave? Uh, next song on the list is The Stroller from Jail. So this one came in a little lower on the end for the listener votes um, for the group here. It's another split decision. It's the newly named Creamy Booyah versus Dale Blues. <laughs> oh, man. Splits Ooh. all around mm. these days. Mm. Dale Blues. Bring it. You guys voted nah. We did vote nah. Um, I had this down as potentially a Lubs submit, but I think we've already heard his two songs. So I feel I, I feel this is part of the 1308 or whatever the number is. Um <laughs> It's solid driving, and I think I've had this comment about another song in the past. It's just everything's driving. Bass, drums, vocals, right? It's it's doing it the whole time. Uh, unlike Rats, there was just nothing that I was really ever looking forward to. I was like, okay, this riff is, is pretty good. Uh, the, the lyrics are nicely matched. The, vo- the voice is nicely matched. Uh, but it was just kind of one thing throughout. And then the anti-cherry on top was just the 30 seconds of weird fade out sounds towards the end uh you know if i was going to edge this over the top to be in a playlist somewhere i I would prefer to not have the super uh, elongated non-musical ending uh, especially on a song that i was just so so about so nothing too crazy there just didn't didn't get over the edge for me berg you have any stronger feelings than me yeah, I do. Uh, this is actually Berg's first misclick vote of the season. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I guess I misclicked on the voting because um, uh, yeah, I voted yeah on this one. Uh, <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> Luke. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I like the driving guitar and the simple drums, and I, I I really dug the lyrics, even though like there's only maybe four or five actual lyrics in this song, and yeah. I don't really understand them, but I, but I dug them, and I really dug this guy's voice. Um, so yeah, I, I like the song. Um, I said my skirt is blown up, but not too high. That's the one thing I was wrestling <laughs> with is, is like, 
what sort of gust of wind is is going to take it uh, this season to to blow my skirt up with a song? So I, right. I I voted um, yes on five songs this week. I don't know how many songs you guys voted yes on, but uh, yeah, I think it was like I'm seven, Dave, six or seven. Dave, did uh, Dave uh, Kamish, Dave, um, do you have five yes votes on, for me? Uh, let me see here. One, two, three. Riveting. Wow. Yeah, I got five, five from you. Oh, okay. Huh, maybe I maybe we got another miss vote in. So we'll, we'll just... <laughs> maybe there's a yes vote that should be a no vote down the road. Yeah, Good yeah, times. Yeah. So is, the, is this Suspense. a fork? Or no? Yeah, you got a fork. You got a fork. I'll, I'll just add real quick um, before we pass it over to you, Dave. A fork by the skin of its teeth. Mm. Talk about, I love this analogy, the gust of wind. Just enough to show my panties. Yeah, just <laughs> enough for just a, a flicker of a moment. Um, it's. I originally, Dave, not only did we have a misclick by Berg, I originally voted no. <laughs> and 20 minutes before we started recording, I changed it to a yes. Here, here's the thing. I originally voted no. Why? Because the ending sucks and uh, yes. Luke completely nailed it, right? Mm -hmm. But the propulsive, urgent, um, up, down, up, down, you know, note plucking that's going on and that combined with the the chorus how it hits like i don't want to live my life as a stroller and i wouldn't put my life in the hands of a stranger Another. yeah it's good. it's yeah. good it kind of reminded me luke um i thought this would i had this potentially maybe as i couldn't decide between the three of you um mm. actually i thought wow. the the, wow, the reason engaging. this might be a luke pick is um for that how will they know i'm dead by the side of the highway song mm -hmm, by mm -hmm. kenny hoopla last year yeah. i thought i saw some similarities to that anyways um it was a big fence for me but i thought week one i'm gonna i'm gonna be a positive force for good here and i uh ultimately this song makes my knee start bouncing every time i'm listening to it and uh yeah I voted yeah mm -hmm. so dave tell us about jail yeah so i don't know anything about jail i think they've only written one good song and this is it but <laughs> The first time I heard this song, I was like, this song sounds like a fist fight. This is like lo-fi Interpol era rock, which I love. Um, I can relate with this song. It hits this area of music that I really like. It's a song that makes me feel cool. Like I'm the cool person in the room. <laughs> and yes. And I like I like that. The big stomping drums, four on the floor, Prince's favorite freaking time signature. You can't go wrong. And they're big. And then you have that guitar that I would hate to play this guitar part. It's like surf rock, two strings, mm -hmm. but played like at a 32nd note or some crap for the entire damn song. The whole song. So yeah. yeah like props to whoever that guitarist is. And I'm sorry for his wrists. Um, real, real quick. But, don't you think though, like, okay, his wrist, he's doing that thing. Did they just not have it in their arsenal to pull out some kind of face melting solo to, yeah. for, for an outro? Yeah. That's not like, this kind of song. This song right. is like graphic design. Now you guys won't get that. <laughs> this song is just like, look, like this is a crappy, they probably recorded this in their friend's mom's basement. They, th this is a band that clearly does not care about guitar solos. Um, it, it's, it's this, uh, you don't really hear songs like this anymore. Like I said, it, it's from the Interpol era and uh, right. there's a lot of, a lot of like uh, bassier strings on the guitar. Um, vocals like the 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 dude's not a good singer what i like about the song though is what pulls me in is the chorus because you have those those off notes those those before the chorus they're kind of out of key 
Um, <clears throat> and then when the chorus comes in, it all comes into focus. They show a lot of restraint. And I love what he says. When you panic, do you count to 10? When you're surrounded, do you hold your breath? Mm-hmm. And the song sounds like a fight in it anyway. And I think the song is about a fight. Right. And there's just uh, that tension is there. And, and I don't know. It always gets my blood pumping whenever I hear it. Well, yeah. And I did like the way that it, it moves from the chorus into the next verse. Like you called out loves in the hands of a, and when they said stranger, they've already moved back into the, the verse part of the song. So yeah, it has its moments for sure. Just uh, wasn't enough to get the, the full guilt. So yeah, thanks Luke. It's probably that. safe though. That's a good fork. That's a yeah, solid, solid fork. fork. Nice work. You guys, you guys care right. about the fork. I'm only here for the guilds. <laughs> right. well, you care about the fork. It's 30% of your season two championship built credentials. That's right. So that's true. That's a that. lot of money. That is a lot, that's of, a money. lot of money. All right, Dave, back to you, Commissioner Dave. What do we got? Uh, what do we got coming up next? Uh, next, we're going to take a look at I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles. Who? Who? So the listeners like this one, uh, majority of them voted yes on it. Uh, group here had other opinions, just got the one vote. <laughs> uh, the lads from Liverpool just getting shut down, huh? Yeah. Take that, Beatles. Yeah. Uh, I probably Can't should chime in out. first on this one uh, because uh, I, I was aware of the submit. Uh, Dave will have some stuff to read uh, from a person that may or may not live in my home. Um <laughs> this submit is uh is based on a photo that i will put in the uh in the show notes and i'll put in the group chat right now uh strong iranian bros forever uh oh. nat came out and said that this was her second submit uh for the week 19 she thought we were submitting two from the listeners and she wanted to get kind of a, a little bit of a, a inside joke submit in there so she wanted to uh make sure that she, this is not surface level spec. She 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 knew what she was doing. She's not trying to nice. vault this up as as the greatest uh, Beatles song uh, of all time. She just wanted to say, hey, look, there's been some strong Iranian bros, and uh, I should Love probably it. tell the story about the first time that uh, my lovely wife Natalie was introduced to 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 GD Dave and Berg and Lubs. So so strap in. Um, for some reason. Uh, Berg and, and Lubs had figured out that in Iran, it's it's culturally fine for, for, for dudes to hold hands as friends and uh, strong Iranian bros, you know, and they enjoyed that idea. It was very top of mind. And we were all hanging out in Tucson and Nat was flying in to meet me and to meet the boys for the first time. And we we went to dinner. I think we went to the grocery store as we want to do. We picked up some, some cookies from Albertsons. So good. Um, and I don't think Nat noticed, but at the time, like Lubs and Berg were holding hands, you know, going up and down the aisles, uh, every so often. And then we went, we went back to, to, to GD's house and we were watching TV and we we're hanging out and the boys sat in such a way that they could like hold hands, like on the couch or like on well, the well, arms again, or the seats. You skipped one important detail, which oh, is right. we were doing this specifically, yeah. uh, because Nat. Nat was there. I mean, yes. we probably would have been holding the hands anyways, but <laughs> right. we were definitely doing it 
as conspicuously as possible because and we weren't going to say anything about no. it with Nat. Yeah, right? the goal was to like freak Nat out. Uh, yeah, hopefully. like we were sitting in the recliners that were right next to each other with like our arms on the armrest <laughs> next to each other and then would like slowly throughout the course of, you know, 10, 15 minutes, move the hands closer and eventually like hold hands to see if she would notice. Yeah. And so Nat, bless her heart, was like uh... just trying to maintain conversation, you know, trying to meet some of my best friends for the first time ever and be cool. <laughs> And eventually we left or whatever. And she was like, were loves and Berg holding hands at one point during the night? Like she just, she just asked me on the side. She never called you guys out. And uh, it's, you know, it's a story of legend uh, forever. So this, the picture I posted is of uh, uh, loves and the Berg wedding, holding hands. Uh, this was in Vegas. Uh. This was for the bachelor party, uh, holding the hands uh, on their way down the elevator. Uh, so anyway, that's the entire reason for the submit. Uh, Nat's not necessarily a big Beatles gal. I've always been a Stones guy and not really a Beatles guy, but I had to toss her the, the yes, you know, for the nice. story's sake. So I'll happily die on the hill for you, Nat, anytime. That's uh, funny. <laughs> yeah, and the the comment from listener Nat was, for my strong Iranian bros, you know who you are. <laughs> uh, you're the best, Nat. Love it, Nat. Yeah. It's great stuff. So Arcade, oh, sorry, we, you're not involved in the story. Arcade was living in Utah at the time, so he couldn't hold hands with Lubs or Berg and freak out. I, my soon-to-be wife... Have, um but i'm happy to let talk about the beatles i mean hey why not i mean i don't know do we need to it's it's, this was an easy pass for me i don't anybody else have it as easy pass it's it's well i was i was just puzzled by the song i thought like i was or i'm one of the only i i I don't know i guess i know that you guys don't like the beatles um or luke and scott maybe luke and scott don't like the beatles correct me if i'm wrong yeah you're correct I like the Beatles a fair amount, um, but I like the, the the complex Beatles songs. And, and, and I mean, this is a great song. You can't deny this song, but it's not a banger, uh, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, is going to go on the Gilded playlist. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So just puzzled by the submit. But now that the uh, the puzzle has been revealed, I love it. It's great. Yeah. For, for me, these, these songs, these old recordings are really kind of... Uh, started to age badly and not not only in uh, like the audio quality but the whole time i was listening to this song i was i couldn't get like scenes of, from a movie out of my head of like a, a married couple just having a horrific fight <laughs> or or a man just like trying a little too hard with a lady huh. um, you, you mean know, like kind of the quentin tarantino like i'm gonna put the opposite right. What I think they call it Mickey Mousing, right? When you play like something really happy during a terrible scene in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah it's it's meme territory. Like, uh-huh. That's how, that's where these songs are for me now. Yeah. <clears throat> no, and this song I is thought, obviously so. I thought somebody got word that Garbs was stepping away and was like, oh, I've been dying to put this clap track on here. <laughs> <laughs> and that was what was going on here. I mean, ultimately is this is a world-class textbook. Sure. I, I wrote it's, it's, in time capsules i think it's been like on launched into space on like you know satellites and stuff you know what i'm talking about like the ones that yeah, go to yeah, the edge that. of the universe yeah, right. the edge of the yeah. sources you're familiar mm-hmm. yeah so i don't think anything more needs to be said it's a great song ultimately however it's not worthy of uh, inclusion in any kind of playlist in the gilded playlist so mm-hmm. beatles you're not song. worthy next beatles will inform you yeah we'll, all right next song what do we got uh, next up, we got Kings of Leon with Knocked Up. I don't care what nobody says, we're gonna have a baby. Taking off in a coupe de bill, she's buckled up on it. 
So the majority of listeners like this one, and it's our second fork of the week. Ooh, fork. So mm. close. Take that, Luke. Mm. This is arcade. Nah, arcade I thought this was going to be a, a Dale Blues matchup. Yeah. It sounds like Loves is in on this one or, or somebody's Well, yeah, maybe one. I can start it off. Mm. Uh, well, okay, so yeah, I'm a yes vote. And I'm uh, a yes vote with a Tomahawk Slam. I love this song. It is my gateway drug to Kings of Leon fandom. Yes. It's a mood setter. This is a song that, unfortunately, Luke, you're not going to get the passion token because I gave it to you, I don't know, 15 years ago when you gave me this song. (laughs) I've had this too long in the the passion setting. But uh, this thing is a mood setter. It's got this bass line that you settle into, and then it's got – something i love which is like some storytelling um lyrics right mm-hmm. that uh you're like oh my gosh what's going on with this ultimately gosh dang it i was gonna try and go an entire season without oh, saying no ultimately, it's already which I think it's I've already said like, like a third time times. you've said it yeah, yeah. no that that, that <laughs> ship has sailed oh, i can get like a eyes. bell i can get I'm like gonna, a bell gonna, sound gonna, and play it every time just you get a ultimately. cattle prod yeah, get a cattle prod. <laughs> Everybody get the cattle, cattle prod, prod drop. Just friends. drop the cattle prod. Yeah, drop you're right. That's a good idea. I thought for sure, you know, Dave votes no on this. I thought for sure that it would get a little bit of love because you got to do some weird tuning to get harmonics like that, right, out of a mm-hmm. guitar. Uh, but um, that's guitar not. Too, yeah. That's not like your classic tuning, and I know you you love your alternate tuning. So the jangly breakdown to me keeps it from being a little bit too same-ish mm-hmm. and low-key and it's jarring to me but it's necessary jarring does that mm-hmm. make sense yeah. yeah i love it when it comes back i even love it when it like completely goes away and then comes back again i'm like what it's back yeah. again and you just hear the whistle coming like but off, here's off the mic. ultimate thing about this song ultimately. that blows my mind <laughs> ultimately the ultimate of the ultimates <laughs> <laughs> The thing that blows my mind the most is that this is track one track on an one, album. Baby. No yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. It's track, track one. one. And they're, they're still have... trying to get a foothold in America. I think they're huge over in Europe and England at this time. Yeah, absolutely. It is one of the weirdest track ones I can think of. That's actually a good point. I was yeah. making fun of you, but that's good. Seven point. minutes of greatness. Of greatness. And th- there may have been great. a secret theme uh, for my submits this week, which I'll reveal as we... As we continue on, oh. Arcade, uh, I've got ultimately to say I'm about tapped this. out. Yeah. Uh, over to you guys. Ultimately. Yeah, Arcade, let's hear from you, and then me and Bird can bring it home. Yeah, I guess I'm the uh, lone man in the wilderness on this one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, so first off, I, I love the vibe and the mood of this song. <clears throat> I love what he's singing about. Like, there needs to be more songs that are like I knocked up a girl. Like, whether it's my wife or not, we're gonna have a baby. Like, I love that. You know, I love babies. I love having babies. I like making babies. Um, <laughs> The shuffle drum beat is done right. Let's the singer tell a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the song gets rocking, and that's mm-hmm. a mistake. Because mm-hmm. the mood of this song is the mix. Um, it has like that strong desert highway at night vibe. Um, like a single spotlight on the singer, very like running to stand still kind of song. By the way, my comparisons to all other songs are U2 songs. Um, (laughs) The vocals are great. I love this dude's voice. He gets uh, some backlash from another friend group of mine who hate his voice. Yeah, they're wrong. I think his voice is freaking fantastic. But here it is. The chorus is terrible and the big drums break the mood. So mm. this song's a fumble, man. It's it's like running it into the end zone and then he starts to celebrate and drops the ball. He does the spike before the uh the end zone. And it mm. could have been special, but the boys 
They, they didn't know what they had in their hands and they freaking strangled it like Lenny strangles the kitten in Of Mice and Men with the chorus. <laughs> Literally. So this is an upsetting gnaw for me. Hmm. All right. Berg, I've got a, lot, a few wow. clips. So I'll bring it home with some story time. What, what do you got? Yeah, I'll, I'll just pass it over to you. I mean, I'll say like the bar is high uh, with the Kings of Leon. I mean, it's real high. So uh, more of just Bravo with once again picking a, a Kings of Leon song that like gets over the bar, but um, you know also threads the needle, right? Because thank you. If you submit, if you said submit, you know something that's just too straight down the lines from the King of, Kings of Leon, you know something that Molly I think Chambers. has been overplayed or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah it's like it doesn't really. D- deserve a spot on the gilded playlist but just like day old blues when i heard this song come on it's like yeah you know like i cannot <laughs> deny this song i love this song um this is a no skipper and uh let's hear it absolutely yeah well thank you i, I said in my notes it'd be uh great if my day old blues, blues brother was the one person that didn't like this song but uh didn't think that <laughs> didn't think that was gonna happen uh Potential redemption for KOL, so close. Uh, missed it by Arcade. This is uh, my first ever repeat submit from a single artist, not only of my own submit, of, but from anyone's submit. So you know it had to be special if I'm kind of breaking my my unwritten rule there. Uh, quick pop into iTunes Corner, because I already did Kings of Leon, but this is uh, my 33rd most played song of all time with 197 plays. It, this is off of the album Because of the Times, uh, which I got in early 2007. And this is the fourth most played song on there, which is saying something because the most played song has 334 spins. So this album is one of my all-time, all-time albums. It has four five-star songs uh, out of 13 songs, which is crazy. I've rolled this album as a whole over 150 times. It's uh, so, so good. Is this Uh, your favorite album of all time? It's up there. And the reason for that is that uh, listener Kellen and I, shout out, thanks for voting, Kel. Uh, I saw, we saw Kings of Leon at this crazy small bar in Phoenix. Like it, it was not advertised. It was like a weird side promotion with Camel cigarettes back when such a thing was, was cool, you know, like it was okay. Yeah, to do. I remember those. Yeah, yeah. There weren't, you couldn't buy tickets. And so Kellen and I showed up like two and a half hours early, like not knowing if we were going to get in. And then there was just a dude out front, like, hey, you want tickets? to the show and we were like yeah we do we're here for the band we're not here for the camel cigarettes um but anyway crazy small <laughs> right and uh the the kings played four new songs from this album and each one kellen and i's jaws were just on the floor and this was one of them um and just top five concert experiences of all time like you know i there was no rail like it was just us and, and caleb and nathan and jared just hanging out um the song, some notes about the song itself. Um, allegedly, in, in Kings and Leon history, Jared is the bass player. He's the youngest brother. Um, and he will often just play a certain bass line in the studio, like over and over and over again, until finally his brothers and his cousin agree to write a song around it. Like he basically just like jam songs down their throats <laughs> until they agree. And this song started with that. That bass line that you hear at the beginning is. Um, is one of those bass lines that Jared would just play over and over again. And that, uh, I don't care what anybody says, I'm going to have a baby. Apparently that was just Caleb just goofing around. And he was like, everybody kind of looked at him weird when he first said it. They were like, what was that? He was like, I don't know. It just came to me and they, they kept it. Um, Mm. and so the fumble that you call out arcade, I, I think is brilliant. You know, when they hit it hard, uh, for just a second, here's a bit of that. 
arcade saying there. It's not yeah. good. No, it's good. It's but, good but because it, of this. When, it's good when because it, it brings it back. back in, it just yeah. makes it all that weird. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot like the jail song that we just talked about. Like, I love how it transitions from that back into the groove, right? And then, uh, and then Nathan with those drum hits, I also love. Like, what we're oh. saying where it's going to go. And so here's just some of that brilliance. Like just hitting that shuffle. Those snare hits are like so well. Just brilliant. If you guys haven't ever seen Kings and Leon live, like Nathan is this drummer that looks like he could not care less. Like he's just back there. He's chewing gum. He's got his gloves on and he is just going to work. And every song he looks exactly the same in this amazing way. Uh, and then the last thing to to call out is the the oh whoa o's you know that just keep going over and over again Those and again cool. yeah the Kings and Leon are like a throwback in that they are I mean for a while they would put out a studio album every two years like they just went to work right and and the, they famously kind of record actually live like they don't go do like the drum track and then the guitar track or whatever and so. That's why you can hear things kind of off mic, you know? And so you'll hear guys singing OOs on mic and off mic because they're literally just jamming out in the studio. And so here's a little of the of that sound. Like you could hear Caleb not on the mic at the very end there. Anyway, I just great stuff. And then eventually there's the whistle, which is even too quiet to pull in, you know, for a, but I just love waiting for that moment too. So anyway, uh, this was track one on one of my all times of, you know, favorite albums of my life. I would submit five songs off this album if we were, you know, a little bit more about the best songs ever and a little less about discovery. So, um, this is probably my best chance at a guild this week. Not feeling too strong about my other track one, uh, which may or may not be up next. Dave, what do you got? Yeah, that song up next is Deer in the Headlights with Oh No. So the listeners were split on this one, and the group here was split as well with Cosmic Shame on one side. Ooh, pulled in the lubsies. Yeah, you did. Sir. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll hear from the, the negative Nancys first. Berg, Arcade, you want to tell us? Come yeah. All right. Well, um, so I read Redemptioned this song. <laughs> oh. But because but, I didn't know that the Raid Redemption was... Uh, <laughs> was off the table so close um, to two four so yeah for me this song um was a build-up to the scream at like 250 to 320 mm-hmm. um to that sort of screaming part which i dug uh and i think if they would have dialed up that scream uh, you know if they would have taken a little lesson from vendetta red or something <laughs> um then it would have gotten uh, my skirt fully blown up, but uh, the gust just wasn't wasn't strong enough, or the weight of my fabric is a little too heavy. So I uh, <laughs> I raid redeemed it, but um, that's not an option. So I just I guess I voted not. But uh, oh no, Dave, what do you got? I just okay. want to you know just an aside here. Is is there no chance of a time machine rule where I steal my vote from the uh, 
Tribe Called Quest and put it on Knocked Up? No. <laughs> uh, that sounds... Mm, I don't think so. It's, it sounds too far away from what we're... I mean, I guess it'd I want, be my I guilt. Want that, though, and if I have a time machine, I can so, <laughs> The whole purpose is to formulate your ideas in a total bubble. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. you can't be influenced. Mm-hmm. That's why there's no song talk. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Because you guys right. did a really good job selling me on Knocked Up. Because I, I, lo- here, I love Knocked Up. I heard you voted no, though, is what I heard. <laughs> no, you can, uh, you can love a song and still vote no. That's true. It's, it's like right. the people who, who love America so much, you, you think they hate it. It's kind of like that. <laughs> right. like we that might already have so your good. relitigation option for the season. Yeah, yeah there we go. Getting it early. What about okay. doing the headlights, though, Arcade? Okay, so, oh, no. <laughs> um, this song gives me the opposite vibe of the stroller. It makes me feel uncool. It makes me feel like this is what my songs would sound like if I was a songwriter, um, which is a bad thing. Like, this is me like, oh, my gosh, am I this guy? Like, am I this white? Um, but ironically, I can't relate to it because the song is is nowhere. It's nothing. It's vanilla. It's air. It's a Toyota Camry. Uh, you got the toad, the wet sprocket drums. You got some acoustic riff that all of us have written. You got the Jim Blossoms inspired early 2000s indie rock song has no identity. It's a placeholder for a a real song. So um, verdict verdict is a bug that I even need to say. Nah, (laughs) I didn't, uh, I I didn't draw that toad, the wet sprocket. uh, But man, what I did write is uh, a couple of things. It, for me, it started on the fence and then grew into a dig for the following reason. I hear, again, exactly what Dave's saying. It seems like this kind of vanilla, hey, I've got a few basic chords and a nice sounding acoustic guitar thing. Um, and it's a nice little love song. But it's like it's got this vulnerability, which mm-hmm. isn't cool, but it's, mm. it's real. Mm-hmm. And I like that a lot the vulnerability of it. And then the thing that really kind of, it reminded me of some of my favorite bands of the eighties and nineties, and I'm very tempted to song talk, but I won't, <laughs> but there is electric guitar noodling that comes in in the second stanza of each mm-hmm. verse and goes through all the chorus, which is awesome. Yeah, It's complex and it adds a layer to the song that otherwise it would be the vanilla song that, that Dave's probably talking about. Mm-hmm. So the, the the emotion that makes like to compare it to the stroller is actually fascinating because there's a song about a, a fight and a tough guy and the whole thing um and here's a song about a dude just opening up his heart right uh say what you want but i like this song and i award you with my passion pick of the week oh yes wow, passion pick man redemption that feels Crazy. great well thank you loves um yeah, so this is a Luke submit. Uh, this is track one off of another album that I just love. I thought submitting two track ones for episode one of season two would be a nice little mini theme. Um, this is a band called Deer and the Headlights. They no longer exist, but they burned bright, why. at least for me and my <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least for me and my crew uh, back in the day. Uh, 105 plays for this song in iTunes Corner. Uh, my most played during the headlights song has 186 plays. There's about 20 songs with 30 plays or more. So, uh, I've 
you know, roll these guys a lot. I'll post a link of some of my crappy photos from uh, the time that I saw them play at what was mostly an arcade. Um, I mean that, so that kind of goes to show you, these guys were like a little garage band that my buddies in college somehow found. And we started kind of following them around and going to almost all of their shows. And now they have millions of spins on Spotify and I'm very happy that they do. I, they, they really deserve it. They were putting out uh, like, I thank you for saying it loves like vulnerable, like, you know, familiar, but not familiar tracks for a couple of years. My favorite songs from these guys aren't even on Spotify. They're from like the demos that I would buy from them, you know, at their live shows. But they're they did a put Phoenix out- band, right, mm-hmm. right Luke? They're, yeah, they're from, from Phoenix. Phoenix. So the Gin Blossoms tie-in that, that Dave made is right. really fast. Where's well, Toad the Wet Sprocket right? from? I don't know where Toad's from. Well, he's a Toad and Gin Blossoms. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So these guys have two albums out from 2007, 2008. And then they broke up to basically be adults, like not for any really good reason. Like, I think they probably could have, you know, uh, uh, made it through or tried, you know, but, uh, it didn't work out. Um, but I remember when this was like one of their new songs, you know, like we'd heard all their old stuff and this was like, Oh, Hey, they're writing new stuff. Um, I just love the different ways that the chorus is sung. You know, he kind of goes from low to high, uh, in the chorus. You wouldn't like it. I haven't had a day alone. I haven't had a day alone since I met you. So there's the low, and then he brings it back for the high. And I can see people thinking it was a little too emo or whatever, but this dude could sing and he would sing like that at every show and just pour his heart into it. And then the clip that you called out, Berg, uh, saw dust in my shoes, you know, when he really goes for it. Here's just a clip of that. He would sing that live and he would hit that note every time. And apparently this dude is like when he was a kid in junior high, like classically trained, you know, opera type singer, you know, and he took that and turned it into these, uh, you know, killers era pop songs. And uh, we just love these guys um, following them around. I've seen them a dozen or so times before. Uh, before they kind of dissolved. Um, I'd had this on my consideration list for a long time. I couldn't sub my favorite uh, during the headlights banger because it's not on Spotify. So this was the best I could do to kind of work it in with the theme. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Let's move on to our next one. Uh, what do we got, Dave? Uh, next song is Dr. Dog with Can She Dance? So listeners uh, weren't a big fan of this one, but the group here had other opinions. Got another fork. Wow. Okay. Forking it. Who voted no? You I'll, start us off. Yeah, I'll, I'll raise my hand as the no vote. Uh, this was a Luke Nah, and um, this is something that I we talked about in the offseason. This is my passion zero pick. Not my passion pick, but my... It's fine. So- I, I so I get know. do I do I get a passion token? No, no. <laughs> oh, you're gonna get one from me. 
Oh, well, there you go. Uh, For me, well, this, I, I, this if sounds you're gonna like... a passion zero token, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you hated it. No, that's the thing. Passion zero to me is like just right down the middle, like uh, fine, not great, not bad. I, I don't, I don't have a ton to say about it. You know, like this I, is your own. Oh, no. it would come and go. And I would be like, okay, you know, yeah, this is my own. Oh, no, a quick, quick callback. So yeah, uh, I, I've never really listened to Dr. Dog. I know he's kind of, uh, been making music forever, you know, and it definitely has a very loyal following. And I was like, yeah, this sounds like a Dr. Dog song to me. So I was fine with it, but it, it wasn't going to jump over the fence uh, to a yes. So yeah, man, I'll let you guys talk about it. Everybody loves let it. Me, let me take the wheel on this yeah. one. This is, <laughs> this, is my, this is my passion pick of the week. This is a song I'm going to listen to many, many more times in the future. The song made me happier and happier the more I listen to it. And what I mean is the first listen. It made me happier and happier. Um, this song has a soul. I connected with this song. The verses have this talking head influence that I really dig. And then the chorus does this really cool thing where it paints this picture of hope, right? Like, I know there's a place for us. I know this world's not too small for us. That is, that is vulnerable. That's wearing your heart on your sleeve. This is the real version of, oh no. But the, I love that the question remains though, can she dance? Because if she can, and we know she can, then it's a freaking love song. And I'm kind of a romantic, so this stuff really like gets me in the heart. Hmm. So the drums and the bass are perfect. Reminds me of the Flaming Lips. Um, the dynamics are masterful. There's a lot going on here. Like the backing vocals are huge, but they're kind of compressed, so they don't eclipse like the rest of the instrumentation in the chorus. And the vo- the vocals, the vocals are so freaking theatrical. Tons of passion, tons of soul. Dude won my respect. Like I bet. There are aficionados out there who call this guy one of the great, like, underrated singers of all time because he puts on a performance here. And the chorus does this thing that I love whenever I hear it. Luke, will you play that clip? Mm-hmm. Here's the uh, Can't You Dance chorus. So we're in the major chord. And then the minors come. I love that. It's like fake plastic trees or, hmm. uh, you know, where the streets have no name has this, this uh, <clears throat> B minor chord. I, I just love whenever um, you hear like the, the vocals singing the same melody and then it changes because it goes from a, a major to a minor. And it just really pulled me in. And uh, big fuzz guitar at the end is super out of place, but it's so masterfully mixed that, again, it, it, it fits. So, yeah, this is... Uh, this is a great song. It's it's subtle, but if you really give the song a chance, there's so much here. Had you heard this song before? No, no. So okay. this is the first time the podcast has worked for me. Have you uh, ever heard any Dr. Dog before? Yeah. Dr. Dogs, you know, they're pretty funky. Always good drums, always good bass, but like this song has big heart. So yeah, again, this is my passion pick of the week. Wow. Berg, I'd only ever heard Dr. Dog because of a cover of a song by another indie band called Helsinki. It's a song called Heart It Races, which yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they like to dump that one into my DW uh-huh. often, which um, I really enjoyed it. I thought that this song, uh, Can She Dance, I, th- I had to go look and see if it was another cover. I was like, well, maybe Dr. Dog just does covers because to me, it sounded so much like Dave heard some flaming lips. I heard a lot of like uh, talking heads. Yeah. And for me, I didn't hear all the nuance. I thought it was kind of some synth stuff, kind of a basic drum beat. For me, it was all about 
the lyrical and then the vocal performance, right? It really, it, it takes you on this journey. And for me, it felt like, like I was in the first few days of um, a relationship with a nut job. Like whoever this girl is, she is a mess. She's a hot mess. And I don't care if this girl can dance, dude, it's probably going to be trouble, but it's a fun night for you. Um, and, you know, there's like this lyric about the underworld officers are heading out for the night. I don't know what that meant, but it always like, I always wanted to sing along with it. I, I thought this was a great song. Um, it was right there. If I had two passion tokens to hand out, this would have been the other one. Um, I think it's it's great stuff. So how did you find this one? Are you a big Dr. Dog fan? Uh, so it's funny because I'm not a big Dr. Dog fan. And Dr. Dog is kind of one of those artists that I heard too much at, at the coffee shops. Uh, so like that hard it races song um, in particular, it, it, you know, it's a decent song, but, um, you know, it was always kind of a skipper if it, if it, it would come up. And so this was my first introduction to Dr. Dog that I really liked. And when I found this song, I was really surprised that um, it doesn't have more spins. And like, this isn't the song that people, you know, really dig from Dr. Dog. I, but um, I thought that you would like this one, Loves, because of like the storytelling aspect of the song. Um, and yeah, I think the lyrics are great. Um, I, it's They've got some kind of some dark areas of the lyrics. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a little weird at times. Like you said, with the, like they shoot my son on the street or whatever, shoot my sons on the street. And like, you know, if she said I'm sick, get out the sickness and, and you know, yeah. um, some, some odd stuff too going on in the song, but she's uh, probably a metaphor for, you know, social something or other, but like I, I took it way more literally, but yeah, I continue. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, very dynamic. I dig the song quite a bit and uh, yeah, glad it's in the fork. That's good stuff. All right. Yeah. Got a passion token though from your boy arcade. Yeah. Passion for Thanks. Not bad. Thanks. Go that. All right. So uh, Dave, I think we're on our final song of the week. What do we got? Yeah. going to wrap passion. up the playlist this week <laughs> with uh sure shot from the beastie boys. So maybe some passion from the listeners on this one, our only unanimous yes vote of the week from them. Hmm. Um, for the group here, it's a split decision with the home speeds on one side. Yeah, it is. Mm. Uh, yeah, I thought... Easy. I, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. What's, what's easy Bert, about it? Uh, I'm going to hear you. Go for it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I have listener number four pegged for the submitter <laughs> <laughs> maybe that makes sense to some of you if i hope it makes sense to loves uh th this is this is right in line with with that style of submit um wow luke you voted yes on that i didn't i thought you didn't like the beastie boys well i i kind of don't but there's there's a story there so keep going okay well yeah. yeah um i i like the beastie boys quite a bit i've seen them uh quite a few times in concert and stuff and uh so this song, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a decent song live. That's about it. Um, it's a skip when it comes on that flute hook or whatever that instrument is. It's just too much of an earworm. The Let's song, you know, bell out. bing, 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 bing. That's exactly right. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I mean the song, you know, it's it's decent, um, but like this isn't what the what makes the Beastie Boys great, right? Um, and there's there's some good songs from the Beastie Boys that probably a lot of people haven't heard that could you know maybe squeeze a spot into the guild or the fork, but this definitely right. is not one of them. This is an easy no. Yeah, I would uh, just get it out of the way here. Same thing. You got the iconic. You can't. You won't. You don't stop. Three part exchange. Each of them building on it. That's great, Beastie Boys. But I end up skipping this a lot just because that flute sample, while it's non traditional and it's like, hey, look what we're doing. We're we're you know building on Paul's boutique. We got all kinds of different funky samples going. We're not just going back to like funkadelic nineteen seventies and you know soul samples cool they don't but sorry they don't have all sorts of samples in this song right no, they just but, have the one. But no I'm, I'm 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 saying they're just the pulling flute, a non-traditional right. flute thing that like yeah, you know right like ice cube wasn't pulling on the predator at the same time right yeah. so yeah. that's the point i'm trying to make the the problem i've got is that there's really only one lyric in this whole thing for guys as witty as the beastie boys that that ever really has stuck with me from this i, I find like the rhymes to be a little bit um boring it's the only one that ever makes me kind of smirk and laugh is i got more action than my man john woo and i got mad hits like i was rod carew That's all you always need. makes me laugh <laughs> it's gold um but it always just reminds me like everything else i'm like eh, whatever um I do, i'll just say this a quick uh quick bc boy story i come back from my mission um i get off the airplane berg and varga are there to greet me and they push a beastie boys ticket into my hand uh, huh. As I get off the plane, I still got the white shirt, the tie, the little name tag on. And uh, we were in a car up to America West Arena uh, to to check them out um, nice. less than 48 hours later. So that was uh, good planning by them and great. Uh, a great way to come back from Brazil. So <laughs> props to uh, props that. Let me ask a, an honest question. I think Arcade submitted this. Luke, you voted yes. How much of that is influenced by the fact that there was a Beastie Boys documentary on Apple TV recently? Do you guys oh. see that? heavily yeah i i also thought this was an arcade submit uh i also was like sick riff hall of fame you know like this is just one of those iconic and i you know i guess the, the flute sample can turn people on or off i looked it up and i'll link it in the show notes this is sampled from 1969's howling for judy by jeremy Stegg, whoever that is that's the original hmm. flute player guy um yeah. but yeah i've never really been a beastie boys guy like uh berg said um I've always been around them. I feel like all my friends throughout my whole life have been Beastie Boys fans to, you know, some very intense and some not so intense. The thing that always drove me crazy about Beastie Boys and um, it was on Intergalactic and it was made most obvious is the way that they all need to hit the rhyming word at the, together, you know. Don't uh, you tell me to smile. You turn yeah, around and make so it work. to make something wow. iconic. Yeah, well, that's one way to look at it. What I liked about this song is they did not do that. They do it on the chorus, but they don't do it during the verse. And I was like, yep. this is great. I can actually just listen to the to the lyrics and not just be sitting there waiting for all of them to shout the rhyming word at me, you know? Um, and oddly, I, I really appreciated that since it's kind of like a pet peeve 
of the Beastie Boys uh, of mine. And so that was kind of the two things that put me over the top. This was also featured in the Beastie Boys documentary from Apple TV. If you haven't watched it, you really should. It's really well put together. It's uh, obviously really poignant with uh, MCA passing away. And I did want to call out the same verse that they called out in the in the documentary, not to get super serious, but like from however many years ago, 1994, you know, MCA just giving a shout out to all the, the women in his life. And so here's that lyric. So the documentary does a great job of just, you know, uh, nothing but a tribute to, to MCA. And uh, they called out that lyric. And I was like, yeah, that's probably worth uh, calling out. So uh, I realize it's a meatball, but uh, I was digging it when it came on. And probably due to the fact that I haven't listened to a ton of Beastie Boys in my life, I was like, oh, yeah, sure shot. This is a good, this is one of their good tracks. So, uh, yeah, it was a yes for me and, and Arcade. Let's uh, let's hear about it. I think this is your sub, yeah? Yeah, so freaking, I am so upset right now (laughs) i'm right i'm right back at the clicking intersections and bicycles and buses in the vacuum Uh, this is this is top five beastie boys like top five songs this is the back in black of hip-hop has a strong karate vibe for some reason it's the sound of being in the present reminds me of free throw line dunks um much like the stroller but like multiplied by a billion is the song (laughs) makes me feel cool uh, which again is one of the crown jewels of a song for me. If it makes me feel cool, it, you've you know got my love and respect to the end. Uh, this song kicks off with what I can only describe as Bruce Lee flute. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, that, that does reframe it for me a little Solid. bit. It's yeah, Bruce Lee and, kung fu flute. Okay, and I like Luke that you brought up that they don't do the uh, the combined last word of the phrase because each verse sounds like. Like this song, each verse is so intense in this throughout this entire song. It's like three three dudes each holding up like or lifting like a Ford F one fifty above their heads, just like waiting to see who's gonna crack. Mm-hmm. But they but none of them do. They they each deliver this like the same level of intensity um for every verse. And then you have Mike D playing drums that sound like John Bonham. Yeah. The vocals sit at the top of the mix like they're all sixty feet tall. And then at the end, you freaking have this kick-ass moment where MCA solos the bridge with a delay on his voice that puts you like in this MCA house of mirrors. Hmm. Again, very Bruce Lee. And for me, I love the Beastie Boys. You guys should know this, that I put the Beastie Boys up with Led Zeppelin as one of like the all-time most talented groups, period. Like their talent level, if you plug them in, be like, oh, interesting. The Beastie Boys have an aggregate talent summation as big as led zeppelins hmm. um that these guys <laughs> these guys are freaking it has nothing to do with the documentary i didn't even make my whole way through it this song every time it comes on like i said it's the back and black of hip-hop it's that iconic to me you guys are wrong it's called <laughs> sure shot because it's supposed to be in the guild well, that's a sure shot for the guild <laughs> but you know you guys failed in what probably is going to be the most shameful moment of your lives Well, check this out. I've actually, my entire life as an adult, um, have been mistaken for MCA in public multiple times. You do look like MCA. I can see that. You are uh, uh, Ricky Gervais's friend. Um, Pilkin, what's his name? Uh, Oh, yeah. Well, the idiot abroad guy. 
Right, right. Oh, yeah. I don't watch that. You were MCA and that guy mixed together. That makes your face. <laughs> Have you ever Great. cashed this in, Lubs? Have you ever uh, used your MCA lookalike to your advantage? Maybe. I was in China um, at some point, and people wanted to take a lot of pictures with me. That was cool. <laughs> Nice. They thought I was a celebrity, so that was maybe that was they thought I was MCA. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, there you go. well, that's this week's pot. How many guilds did we end up with? Just the uh, just the one, just, just the, the one. Uh, bully. Uh, yeah, okay, so we had, what do we got? What do we got, Dave? Run us through kind of how we did, and yeah. So as you mentioned, just the one guild this week. So Lubs with the early lead on the gilded scepter. Um, everybody else collected a fork, so all tied up there. And as for the listeners, uh, neither one forked or gilded this week, so no no tokens mm. to pass out. Just yet. Passion tokens, though. Yeah. Keep making those subs. Yeah. Uh, how many how many passion tokens got handed out? Did everybody hand out a passion token that wanted to? I guess so. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I need to make it official. I'll, I'll not. This is not. I promise. I, I have it written down in my notes as the passion pick. So I'll just say it right now. It was the. Uh, yeah, it was the Richard Swift song, The Bully. The Bully. Excellent. Yeah. I got a passion token out of mm-hmm. it. Sweet. Yeah. All right. It sounds like uh, Berg is in the early lead for what I'm calling the Lucille Bluth. He gets off on being withholding award. <laughs> uh, no passion token awarded. So congratulations <laughs> on that, Berg. Good no for passion. You. And I'd like to apologize to listener number four. Yeah. <laughs> Who's listener four? That's the I thing. Think. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We'll one person we don't know. We're gonna find out. It's maybe our one and only truly random listener. We'll 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 find out someday. There's no awards for uh for getting all votes from uh listeners. Uh no. Mm-mm. But someday. Hey, way to way to overlook that one, guys. Something yeah. to consider. I like it. Yeah. We have way, way too many listeners though to actually be able to talk about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So let's start looking ahead. Uh next week, what's our playlist look like? Let's get into it. All right. So we're gonna kick off the playlist with Star Roving. Follow that up with Peace Frog. Next up is Seiku Umaru. Diversity. After that, we've got Night Flowers. Then we've got Whiskey River. Whiskey River, take my mind. Follow that with Count on Me. This world can take you. Need an arm around your neck. Somebody you can talk. Then we've got The Water's Gonna Save Me. Spiritual looking glass from a distance. 
Next is downtown. Nothing you say will ever be wrong. After that is everything's fine. And wrap up the week two playlist with Cry, Cry, Cry. Cry, cry, cry. Interesting cuts. Mm. Biting lips. No song talk. (laughs) No song talk. Everybody's locked down. All right. Well, I think we sped a uh, set a uh, speed record for uh, episodes here. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we see what we can do by just logging off right there, gentlemen? Begin Let's your marination. Allow us to uh, marinate. Marinate. This one's for you, arcade. Thank you. And we're clear. <laughs>